Welcome to the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast. This is your friendly neighborhood podcast host, Daniel Bauer. Better Leaders, Better Schools is a weekly show for ruckus makers. And what is a ruckus maker? A leader who has found freedom from the status quo. A leader who makes change happen. A leader who never, ever gives up. Today's show is a bit different. I wanted to showcase some of my one-to-one coaching ability. And if you would like to work with an expert coach such as myself or Dr. Kelly Crane, just reach out, daniel at betterleadersbetterschools.com. So here I'm talking to Rob. And Rob, in maybe five years' time or so, wants to build a business. This may be you. Maybe you have a side hustle or hobby and want a full-time business in the future. Even if you don't, if you're a ruckus maker who is committed to leading her school for the tenure of her career, there are tons of ideas from niching down, specialization, understanding who you serve, and the right questions to ask to make your project a success, which will make this show valuable for you. Another interesting thing is that I reveal I have two new masterminds, which I've never talked about, I don't think, on the podcast. You definitely haven't seen it through my emails, and I don't have it listed at all on the website. So I'm telling you this to front load your podcast experience, because if you are an edupreneur, a businessman or woman in the education industry, then I'd love to talk to you. We have a specific mastermind for you. There's eight members plus myself, and we weekly discuss how to build a better business that serves people who care. I also have an inner circle mastermind, which is for driven and innovative superintendents. And if you'd benefit from connecting with other superintendents across the nation, then please reach out so we can get on a call and I could tell you more about the program. My email is daniel at betterleadersbetterschools.com. So Ruckus Maker, thanks for being here. And before we jump into the episode, I'd like to take some time to thank our show sponsors. The Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is brought to you by Organized Binder, a program designed to develop your students' executive function and non-cognitive skills. Learn more at organizedbinder.com. Isolation is the number one enemy of excellence, and isolation is also a choice. There's a better way. In fact, here's what Michelle, a school leader in Maryland, has to say about the mastermind. The best part of the mastermind is a supportive community. School leadership can be isolating, but knowing I have a team of other school leaders with whom to share ideas, struggles, and wins gives me the courage and resolve to do what's best for my school community. Get connected and level up your leadership by applying to the mastermind today at betterleadersbetterschools.com forward slash mastermind. Hey, we're back with Dr. Kelly Crane and another tip of the week. Danny, this one might be a little controversial. It might take some conversation, but I do think it's worthy. Oftentimes, we talk about the valedictorian, the salutatorian, or the honor student. And with all the weighted classes out there, this one has become 
kind of controversial among students and parents and what classes they take and how we weight courses. So the tip of the week is this. Go to what the colleges use. Do some cum laude. Do cum laude. Get them ready for college. I've seen a school district do this and it was amazing because there are no questions asked. You have to have a certain GPA and above to be at sum cum laude, which is all A's of course. And then for cum laude, it's just a brilliant uh, introduction to honoring those students. Hmm. So do you like it the most because it's mapped to what is available uh, and what they're going to experience in post-secondary? or that it's a different way of thinking? What, what do you like most about that idea? I do like that it is starting to give them experience to what they will be experiencing in college. But as a leader, it's simple. There can be, you know, there could be, there's not just one. You may just have one in your school. I hope you don't. I hope you have a hundred kids that are, are sum cum laude. But, you know, as a kiddo that made a 4.0 or above, I want to be recognized. I don't want the kiddo that got the 4.8 and however they figured it in in whatever classes they did to be the only one recognized. I, I also was someone who needed that recognition. And so I think that's important for the student. Gotcha. Because it includes a lot more, lot more students is what I'm hearing. Absolutely. And absolutely. isn't that what we're all about? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Well, Robert Breyer has served as a classroom teacher and administrator for the past 14 years. He was selected to the first Sandhills Leadership Academy class, which is a selective process to prepare a cadre of highly effective school leaders for high-needs schools. These experiences have shaped Robert into a reflective and effective school leader who sets the example for his peers, teachers, and students. Also want to note that Robert's in the mastermind as well as a wonderful host of another podcast you should check out called the Guiding Principles Podcast. And Rob, welcome to the show. Danny, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. So what are we chatting about today? Well, I want to talk to you about, uh, so recently my wife has started talking to me about looking to get her 20 years in and then retire. And so one thing that has been going through my mind recently was what am I going to do to be able to make sure that I'm able to support my family? So as you know, um, I have four children and they're all very young under the age of 11. And with my wife talking about retiring, and I mean, I know it's a possibility. It may never happen, but I want to be able to give her that future. But I also want to make sure that we have the financial security moving forward. So I've had a lot of different ideas and business models going through my head. And I kind of wanted to talk through them with you and see if I could develop a path that in the next five years that I could begin to build a business out of what I've been doing. Yeah. So I think that's wonderful. What, what are those ideas you have? Well, um, so I started off with doing the podcast and mm-hmm. what I've been trying to do with the podcast was really kind of build a community of leaders and provide people with a way to build up a toolbox to get new ideas, get fresh ideas, hearing from all these great principles that are out there and really kind of trying to help them improve what they're doing. And so what I was thinking about is taking a business even further. And so you recommended to me that I read Niche Down. And one of the things I really liked about it was when I was looking at it, I was like, well, there's other people doing this type of businesses that I'm thinking about in my mind, but there's such a large population that I think there's a need there. So what I was really looking to do was hopefully start coaching 
assistant principals and helping prepare them to move into a uh, principalship through whether it's a mastermind program or some type of some type of collaborative tool that we could use. But then I'm also thinking about doing a mentor program for new principals who are coming into the principalship in their first, second, or third year and kind of help coaching them through because not every district talking to principals on the podcast, not every district offers a mentor program. And so a lot of principals are coming in kind of blind. So I was looking to kind of build upon those ideas. Yeah. So there's the the podcast. Um, I love that you uh, read Niche Down. We're actually reading that this quarter. So quarter four, when this podcast goes live. And I don't talk about this a lot in the podcast, but it makes sense to do so here. By accident, I started a mastermind for edupreneurs. Robert, I don't even know if you knew that or not. I had no idea. <laughs> so I don't, I don't talk about it on the show until now. And it's not on the website. But literally what happened is some business owners in the education niche reached out through email and said, listen, we know you have the groups for school principals. What about us? Do you have a group? And I said, I do now. When would you like to meet? Because part of having a successful business is being responsive to the people that care, you know? And for whatever reason, uh, the folks that were riding in uh, know, like, and trust me. And, and they were asking for me to lead something that would benefit them. So we started, and there's seven members in that group. Wow. Actually, eight plus myself. There's nine total. So we have, we have space for three more. We meet on uh, Wednesdays at 3.30 in Glasgow, which I think is like maybe 10.30 in New York. Yeah, that's okay. about right. 9.30 Chicago and 7.30 Los Angeles. But uh, it's been a fun group and we're reading niche down. Okay. It's my long way of saying that I love, love the idea of really focusing on APs. And for the ruckus maker that's listening, if you're trying to build a business, there's value here. But even if your interest is solely in, you know, leading a school, being very specific in what you offer is always a way to offer the most value. Okay. And they say the, the riches are in the niches for a reason, right? And I think one very general reason many schools are really boring and aren't working is because they're trying to do everything, right, for everybody, which is a recipe for failure and disaster. And not the good failure, right, from innovation. That's just failure because you're being stupid. Don't try to do everything for everybody. And Put, it's scary. I know it's scary to say, hey, I'm the guy who helps APs turn into principals. But if you have the cojones and the, the courage to say, this is what I'm all about, then everybody knows that you're the guy that helps APs turn into principals. So I, I love that you're uh, going, going that route potentially. And so and one of the things that kind of sparked that interest was this past year, I had a uh, an AP from another school, she kind of reached out to me and she's like, listen, you know, I've gone through the, the AP program here in the district. I've been working through these different things. And somebody told me that sometimes I come across too authoritative. Mm. And she's like, and my principal told me I need to come and talk to you because she's like, you do a really good job of preparing people for interviews and stuff like that. So it really kind of sparked my interest. I and mean, as we started talking, I started helping her research schools yeah. as she was looking to interview. We started talking about interview plans and how to answer questions, how to put yourself in the place of 
you want to paint a picture for people you're interviewing with so they can kind of see you in that position and how we phrase our, our, our answers and how we go and present ourselves. And so we started working on those things. And lo and behold, she is now principal in uh, the southern part of our state. So really excited for her. And so that kind of like really started to get that ball rolling for me and how I want to start thinking about that. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing is that you have a story there to tell, right? Mm-hmm. And it's really important, uh, whether you're starting a business or leading a school, stories are crucial to that. And you want people to be able to see uh, see themselves within that story, even though it's not necessarily about them, but they can put themselves and insert themselves in it. Uh, you know, there's empathy there and they're connecting. And I would, I would also encourage you to check out the work of Bernadette Jiwa. And I'll link up, uh, make a note right here to link up some of her books in the show notes. And then Rob, I'll, I'll just email them to you. I appreciate that. Uh, but I just did this uh, story skills workshop and we'll link that up as well. The story skills workshop is run by uh, Seth Godin, who everybody that listens to the show knows that he's had a profound influence on my life, Alt MBA and other stuff. But Seth teamed up with Bernadette and they have a very specific way of packaging a story so that it lands with impact. And one of the big ahas, so if you read her books or enroll in the story skills workshop, one of the big ahas is that when we tell stories, a lot of times we're just basically talking about the history. Here's what happened first, then this happened second, third and fourth, so on. It's a timeline and that's boring. What you need to do is insert a lot more emotion so that we can connect and you want to follow a format, which essentially is this, what's the context, what's sort of the catalyst or conflict, right? Something changes in the, in the hero's life. And then what's the transformation? What did they learn? Right? So when you tell this story with the AP, you know, it doesn't even necessarily have to be her name or whatever, but the context, what, what was her role? You know, where was she generally working uh, as an AP? The challenge was that she wanted to become a principal was receiving feedback, right? That too authoritative or whatever. And then that transformation is after working with you, she was able to see X, Y, and Z, tell her story or come off in a different way. And like you said, and I wish the ruckus maker listening could see, but your face lit up, right? Because you help somebody. That's what it's all about. Mm -hmm. And she was able to get that principal position. And that's just the first of many success stories that you'll have if you decide to plant your flag here with the uh, AP, the principal transformation. And so like, I think there's a lot of benefit. I love the idea of telling the story and I love the, the emotional piece. Cause like really kind of helps draw people in. And I mm-hmm. agree with you because a typical story is very boring. And a lot yeah. of, you see a lot of people go with that route. Like, you know, like, Oh, I can do this, this, but you got to make that emotional connection. So I like, I really like that idea. My question for you is how do I, so once I connect with people and I start getting people interested, is it a, a good idea to move towards a mastermind model, like moving in, like weekly meetings? How would you suggest building the model so that I can connect enough with them to make sure that I'm giving them the most benefit for whatever I decide to charge? Okay. Well, we'll come back to that. The one thing back, to, I want to sure. talk about stories again and the boring part, because uh, I think <laughs> the, the ruckus maker will get a lot of value from that. It's because people, first, they don't have a clear sense of the structure right? That I sort of broke down for you, but then it's just a lack of practice, you know? 
And I was working with a, a school leader who I love. And, and she's in the mastermind and works with me one-on-one. Brilliant, brilliant le- leader. And uh, she got up the guts to put in a proposal for this like Google sort of conference and now has to present. And she's been working so hard. It's going to be awesome. It really is. But the aha for her was like, should I be doing this for the faculty meetings? You know, and that's the boom moment because I would suggest that 90 to 95, I haven't done a survey, but the majority of school leaders, how intentional are they really in planning their faculty meetings? Seriously, with the stories they tell. And we, we worked through a, a book called The Compelling Communicator. So I'll link that up in the show notes too. But that's a specific way of building a presentation in terms of what's the action you want somebody to take at the end? What do they need to believe in order to take that action? And what are the insights and stories that you need to tell so that they believe the things they need to believe in order to take the action you want them to take? That's a very intentional way of building it. And normally we go about it like this. We're handed a presentation where we drafted a night or two before. There's all sorts of crazy text over the slide deck and you just read it mm-hmm. and people fall asleep and they're on their phones and your blood begins to boil. And you're like, why aren't they you know, engaged and loving this? Because it's boring. It's just not put together in a way to make it really engaging. So the big idea there was just the intentionality with preparing for everything and then practicing a lot so that you're really great at it. So you ask once people start to connect, how do I build the model from there? And if you should go a mastermind route or whatever. I mean, honestly, that's, that's for you to decide. And we can, we can riff about that here during this time. The change you want to make is the AP to the, the principal transformation. Mm-hmm. And so one of the big ideas, too, from the Alt-MBA or, or a lot of Seth Godin's work is like, who's it for and what's it for, right? So the who is an AP want to become a principal. Uh, the what's it for, I think, is to get that position. Mm-hmm. But what else? Like, what are the feelings, right? In the in that you want somebody that goes through your program to experience? What are the things that you might see them do while they're in your program? What are the things that they might say out loud or say to themselves, you know, by going through your program? Let's let's think about that and dig into that a little bit. Okay. Well, I'm thinking, you know, the AP, as we both know, the AP job is hard. And so there's a lot of things. And one thing when you start talking to APs that you hear a lot of is that they don't get a lot of the experiences that a lot of people interviewing are asking them to provide information on. So the idea is to be able to give them an opportunity to talk through some of those things like finance. What does it look like? Understanding Title I budgets and how to work with those. Because typically that's something that the principal normally does. And APs get very little exposure to it because they're often the person who handles buses, butts, and discipline. And mm-hmm. I mean, they're just making sure the kids are in classrooms in their seats. They're making sure they're on their buses and they're making sure that they're behaving. And unfortunately, that's where they kind of get stuck in that position and they don't know how to get out into experience and how to have those conversations with their principals about, well, what should I be doing next? What, what can, how can I help you with this so I can get those experiences that I need so I can eventually move on to a, a, you know, another position as a principal? So I want to be able to provide them a platform where they can ask those questions, where we can have those type of discussions, maybe even provide them with a little of my own insight and 
give them some of the training and some of the key things to talk about when they get asked those questions about, you know, specifically like finance, because those are important questions and they seem to come up in a lot of different interviews. So I want to make sure that I'm going to provide them with a platform where they can ask the questions and, and continue to grow even in that assistant principal position, because the better they get, the more opportunity they're going to have within their district or even with other districts to move up into that principal position. So I want to make sure that not only am I helping them to, to move forward, but I also want to give them a platform where they we can have discussions and I can continue to help them grow and become a better leader. And what are, what are the things that they feel after going through your program? Well, I want them to feel want them to feel like they're they're getting something out of it that they're they're continuing to grow, they're gaining new knowledge, they're gaining the ability to address new issues. I want them to start feeling comfortable and understanding what the role of the principalship is compared to the assistant principal and how they can kind of bridge that gap a little bit and have those deep conversations. And a lot of assistant principals are afraid to ask to do things. And I want them to get that confidence where they can they can know how to go and approach a situation with their principal and say, hey, I'd really like to get my hands on this or I'd like to do something more with this. And how to how to feel like that positive feeling like, okay, I can do this and get that confidence that they need to be successful in the position of assistant principalship because sometimes you just get stuck and you feel locked in. And so it's building their confidence. It's getting them that positive influence that they need to kind of keep pushing them forward. Um, I want them to see the light at the end of the tunnel. I want them to be able to keep pushing forward and keep moving to where they need to be to help push them to the next level. What do they say to themselves after they finish your program? What they say to themselves? That's a great question. So I think they're going to say after the program, like, okay, so I can see where my gaps are. They're going to say, I, I know what I need to improve and what I need to look at. They're going to tell themselves, okay, so here's some of the things I need to work on because one of the things that we're going to want to do with them is make sure that we're providing them an opportunity to reflect and look at some of the areas where they're weak and really help identify those areas. So when they get out, they're like, okay, so I need, I know when I walk into this interview, I need to be working on this, I need to be discussing this, and I need to approach each question and frame it so that I am able to make sure that people are seeing the, seeing me in that position and able to see the qualities that I'm bringing to this position and be able to be successful at their school. And the reason I ask you know, those questions in terms of feelings or what they say to themselves, and again, whether you're running a school or running a business, you identified your uh, ideal AP you want to serve, right? If you're a school leader, maybe you're thinking about your ideal student or ideal faculty member or parent. And now that you had that ideal defined and who they are, after going through your program, and again, going through right context, challenge, and transformation, uh, it gives you a sense of the direction you're headed and how to reverse engineer how to get them there, right? Mm -hmm. So can you take a minute to reflect with me on one of those things, uh, either the feeling or the thing that they said, which you just shared with me a minute ago? Now, what's some stuff that you could sprinkle in a potential program to help them end up there. So one of the things I noticed as I was sitting here listening to you was I talked about building confidence because I think that's a, that's a big piece is that we need to build their confidence, help them understand weaknesses, 
and become reflective in their practice. I think they need to be able to reflect on what their struggles are, to know their weaknesses, to know their strengths, and be able to go and talk about them. One of the things that I noticed that I was talking to you about was the fact that I don't want them just to land a principal job. I want them to get better at what they're doing. I want them to become better leaders. I want them to be able to be that servant leader who is working with the students, the parents, the staff, the community, and get better every single day so that when they become the principal, they have all the tools they need to be successful in that job. So I think it's really kind of helping them to know themselves, to be able to reflect, and then to go and really continue to build their toolbox and fill them with new ideas and get them to the point where they feel confident walking in saying, hey, I want to try this, or hey, I need your help with getting to this point where I can be more successful in my position. So is that where you were looking for me to go, Dan? Maybe. (laughs) I think that's a start, right? I mean, this is a pretty deep question. And even in a coaching session, this would be multiple. Like if we were building your your business, I mean, this this takes a lot of thought and intentionality. And I think you've started down that path, right? Absolutely. And it's a good start. We also were talking sort of about the program, the service of what you can offer, but that's just one piece of the puzzle. There's so much more to make it uh, a purple cow, something remarkable that people don't just experience every day. And one of the things I tried to do in our mastermind recently was to commemorate and, and make a very physical representation of who we are, right? And our core values. And I sent you, I sent you a gift that you got in the mail. Can you describe to the Ruggis Maker listening what, what you received? So I got this coin, and it, the coin is incredible. So I actually have it sitting right here. So give me, me one too. second. See? <laughs> and I carry this coin everywhere. And actually, I still have it in the envelope with the message from you, which says, Rob, thank you for making the mastermind a special place. Keep making a ruckus. Love Danny Bauer. And I carry it everywhere I go. I mean, it doesn't doesn't ever leave my bag. So I carry my bag everywhere. So, but on one side it has uh, an elephant, and it says whole hearts and whole selves, and it's rule number six: keep making a ruckus. And then on the other side it says better leaders, better schools with a wolf, and it says lead like Madiba. Yeah, and take the leap. Right. So um, it goes like I said, it goes everywhere with me. I had a speaking opportunity just over the summer where I was doing a presentation and I actually kept it in my pocket because it's something that I was using for that confidence that makes sure like you got this, you can do this. So I don't think when you sent this out, like you knew how special this was going to be, but I absolutely love it. And this is like that thing. Like I literally had it in my pocket and when I had my hand in my pocket, I was just kind of holding it between my fingers and it's that confidence booster. It was that piece that I needed to say, listen, you've been working so hard with, with Danny and the mastermind. You know what to do. You've been practicing. You've been working on it. Like when I put my presentations together now, they're not just something I put together, but I'm intentional of how I build my presentations. Yeah. And because I don't want to come across as boring, I don't want people to sit there and watch a PowerPoint slide. Like I try to make them interactive. I really try to make sure that I'm capturing them and making them feel in the moment of what I'm trying to get across to them. So um, this coin has been really valuable to me. And like I said, like, I carry it everywhere. So That's cool. I didn't know how you'd answer. I knew how you'd describe it because I designed the coin. And that's, <laughs> so maybe it's a coin for you, 
but that's that's a gift, right? Not the mm-hmm. coin's a gift, but the feeling you get is an even greater gift from having the coin. Absolutely. So I want you to think about too, what can you do within your program or service and business, right? That gives that type of confidence to the APs that you work with. Okay. Oh, that's great. Maybe it's a coin, maybe it's a shirt. I mean, there's a million things you can do. You know, um, just like everybody in the mastermind, we're, we're putting on our first live event. And by the time this podcast goes live, uh, ruckus makers that listen, if you subscribe to my emails, you'll get an invite if we didn't sell out all the tickets through the mastermind. So they get first dibs October 1st, October 31st, November 1st. It goes out to all the ruckus makers. So maybe, maybe there's an opportunity to come to the live event we're having um, in Taos, New Mexico, July 9th through 11th. But this is another experience where I can add some stuff to make the uh, experience remarkable. So the why, the vision of the, of the event is to unplug from social, to unplug from the stresses of work, to reconnect with ourselves as human beings and as leaders. And everybody that comes, one, you'll get to meet the others, so the other ruckus makers, and there's nothing better than face-to-face because whether you're a podcast listener or you're in the mastermind, it's, it's mostly virtual. Uh, and then everybody that attends the event will walk away with a three-year roadmap, starting personally, then with their family, and then with their organization of where they're going. So I can't reveal the punchline to the joke, but you guys will get some more tactile stuff that's not a coin that will memorialize that experience that you'll probably use, I can see, on a day-to-day basis. And that'll bring you back instantly to that moment you spent with other leaders at the live event, dreaming big over the next three years of your personal, family, and organizational life. And that's just going to help you stay grounded in where you're going. you know. And so what are those special things that you can do, Rob, in the business you're building? just to make it come alive, right? And it's always a value add. It should be like a surprise. Uh, you want people to really you know, enjoy and delight in that experience. Well, I, I know for one, I'm really excited about the opportunity. Like, What a great way to actually get together with a bunch of other leaders and have that time to just have those conversations. Like, I know the people in my group pretty well now, the Guiding Principles group, but I don't know all the other groups. Like, I, I know a couple of them from Boxer, but again, everything's virtual. So how neat will it be to actually be able to sit and talk about families and talk about our experiences and things that we've done and have those real deep connecting conversations because it's just going to build that community even more. And so I'm really excited about it and I'm looking forward to the opportunity. The Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is brought to you by Organized Binder. Organized Binder is an evidence-based RTI Tier 1 universal level solution and focuses on improving executive functioning and non-cognitive skills. You can learn more and improve your student success at OrganizeBinder.com. So I'm going to lead you through some more questions uh, regarding the the business. Um, You talked about the mastermind model, which could work. Mm-hmm. Um, that might not be the only way. Is there anything else that you're you're chewing on right now in terms of uh, an offer that your business could provide? Um, working with, so I was saying about working with assistant principals and getting them more opportunities to get out there and do speaking, presentation skills, working on 
how to go and plan a meeting, how to go and organize and get people, how to do professional development, because that's another big thing that a lot of APs are, are, are asked to do. And so I want to be able to offer just more than just looking at promoting them to the principalship. I want to look at really kind of developing that whole, that whole person and providing them with the skills, you know, working on presentations, getting them to actually sign up and go to conferences, and then getting them to actually fill the paperwork to present at a conference, working on the presentation with them. I want it to be something where it's more of a partnership, something where we're working together to go and make them better. I just don't want it to be, you know, like, hey, let's answer some questions, let's share some ideas and move on. Like, I really want to help them see their full potential and really be able to make that move. Because let's be honest, I remember when I went through, you were talking about the Sales Leadership Academy, they always talked about we had to become comfortable with being uncomfortable. And one of the things that they forced us to do, and my principal, who I did my internship with, the first meeting, like it was only my first week with her, and she said, okay, you're doing this tonight. You have to present to all the parents about Title I. And I was like, whoa, like I, that's tomorrow night. I don't know anything about what you want me to be talking about. I don't know what you're looking for. And she said, I just want you to be able to get up and learn to become comfortable talking to parents. And so that was something I really had to work on. Um, public speaking wasn't a strength for me at the time. And so being able to push them out of their comfort zones and get them to another level where they're getting themselves out there and you might not see it at the moment, but that was an important skill that I had to learn because so often in this position, I am forced to be talking to whether it's a school board, whether it's a parent meeting, whether it's a community night, like you become the face of that school and you got to become comfortable having those conversations. You got to be comfortable with preparing yourself quickly and knowing what you're going to say. And you may not get all the time you want to go and practice, but you have to be able to get up there and clearly communicate what your goal is and what you're trying to accomplish. So I want to provide opportunities that is going to allow them just to keep building and to keep getting better on a daily basis. I think what's interesting about that, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm still interested for you. Uh, is it mastermind or is it something else? You know, and I don't, what I heard there is like another thing that you can add to whatever this is that you offer. Mm -hmm. But what I'm trying to say is uh, besides a mastermind, how else can you provide this training in terms of speaking or preparing for that principalship? I guess, you know, instead of not just a mastermind, like I was thinking about like creating videos and mm -hmm. creating a bank of videos where they could, you know, sign up and take like online courses that's going to help them improve in different areas. Creating an online course about reflection and how to go and reflect and identify strengths and weaknesses. Trying to just put something together, whether it's a mastermind program or just an online bank of information that they can access, whether it's videos or classes or just reading maybe blog articles that I write, just trying to put something together where they can access the information and easily get to it. So, you know, the mastermind, like, I like that because I, I like getting together with the group and I like having all those people in one room where we're able to share ideas. And if you have a problem, you've got a whole group of people there that are able to kind of chime in and give you ideas of how you can fix it. So I, I won't lie to you. I'm, I'm kind of fixated on the idea of the mastermind because I've just had such a positive experience with what your program is. And I want to offer something like that to them. But I see what you're saying is the fact that I got might need to take it in a different avenue. I might need to go and expand from just that one piece to offering a whole lot more different items. So for me right now, like 
had just ideas going through my head, but like the idea of creating those videos, those how-to videos, those instructional videos, creating some online courses, putting together just a website where people can access the information. So, yeah, I'm just pushing you because uh, there's probably a million different ways you you could do this, right? Just off the top of my head, there's mastermind. There could be some sort of like online course. It could be sort of a one year or two year sort of boot camp internship program, you know, that has a very um, specific beginning and end date. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be a, a series of um, live sort of workshops where a district brings you in and you facilitate that in a region. Uh, so it can go in a whole bunch of different ways. Uh, then maybe there's a, there might be a book there, you know, I, I loved, obviously my first book was called The Roadmap, Better Leaders, Better Schools Roadmap. People like that, the path, the journey, the roadmap, but it tells you like, here's, here's how to go. Mm-hmm. And one, one thing, just a seed I want to plant in your head. And then for the ruckus maker listening is just how are you different? Right? So one is in terms of your specialization, I help APs turn into principals. Uh, and then for the school, like whatever, however you want to specialize, but you can also think of how you're different in terms of uh, like edges, you know? So if there's a bunch of axes or continuums and you get to define, I mean, it's all invented. So you get to pick what axes you want to play on. But for example, risky versus safe, you know, that could be an edge that you choose that makes you different than others. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fast versus slow, right? If you did the mastermind, an edge that like mine is sort of a, ongoing, you know, you know, cause you're in there, there's no, there's no contract. You stay as long as you're growing and getting value. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's an edge that I have because it's an infinite game. You could stay there forever. If you want, there's people that have been there since 2016 when we started. Right. Wow. So, okay. so that's, that's an edge. Uh, so another edge could be, this is a one-year program. During this one-year program, you're going to learn all the skills and tools you need to become a principal. You're going to submit five proposals to a conference and speak at least once. Like, you know what I mean? So you can make it very fixed like that too. And not one way isn't better than the other. There's just, I'm, I'm pushing you to choose uh, an edge, right? Again, to make you different than everybody else. Taking versus giving. New versus traditional, right? So there's a million ways that you can decide to define your business. Or again, the ruckus maker listening, how you define your school, but start toying around with those axes and those edges and decide who you're all about. That's another way to stand out. And this all, all this niche down standing out business is because I want you to be legendary, right? When people talk and they think about something special, that's because that company, that leader, that book, whatever it is, it stood out from everything else, you know? And so that's what I'm trying to push you to do. Well, that's the hard thing is that I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, it's hard because you have to choose. I don't want to be the same. <laughs> you yeah, yeah, yeah. Lot to it. And, you know, like the first thing when we were talking, you said about risky versus safe. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sitting here with a family of four children and my wife. And like, you don't really want to go towards risky because I need to make sure I have something safe and it's going to be secure for me. But looking at who I'm going to be working with, like you want to push that. You want that to push that mindset. So it's like, you know, I just want to go the safe avenue with them because I don't want them to be more of the same. 
we got to be able to willing to push further and get take that risk of moving forward. So, you know, I looked at it two ways. I looked at risky or safe for me, but then I'm also looking at the people I'm going to be working with. And I just don't want to give them more of the same. I want to push them and make them better so that they are, when they're out there, they're leading. They're one of the top people out there and they're one of the top candidates. So that they have skills that other people might not be walking into or just going to be on their AP ship. So. And actually, you could steal a lot that we've talked about on this podcast in terms of helping your leaders stand out against all the other competition applying for the same principal roles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of really good stuff. I like that new versus traditional too. I was thinking about that. Like, how do I make it something that offers them more and really kind of helps stand out? Um, and it's going to push them. Like, I want them to become, like I said earlier, I want them to become comfortable with being uncomfortable. You have to get to that point. Otherwise, you get stuck in the same rut and you get comfortable and you just keep doing the same thing over and over again. We got, I wanted to help them be innovative and keep pushing and keep moving forward, become a ruckus maker. Yeah, I love it. All right. I want to end with just some questions for you to jot down for the ruckus maker listening to definitely uh, keep in your back pocket because uh, this is a good time to wrap things up, but I still want to offer a little more value to help you in, in where you're going. And you know me, so we can keep this conversation going um, in the future, but we are going to hit stop in just a second on this podcast slash coaching session. So some things to consider, what are the skills you need to learn, right? So mm-hmm. there's a lot you're dreaming about here. And I think you could offer a ton of value with where you're thinking. Okay. So what are the skills you need to learn to make this a reality? Uh, part of it is what actions you'll need to take and by when. So starting to list out like, yep, these are all the tasks and putting due dates on them because, you know, at least for me, that starts to make it real and then you start moving toward it. I think it's really important to think about what questions do you need to ask, right? Similar to what skills you need to learn, but questions are just, hey, I don't know, you know, uh, this part of the business. It could be, how do you pay taxes when you're a business, you know, (laughs) or how do you even set yourself up? How do you even, you know, create a business? with the government? That might be a question you have and probably a thousand others. And then the, <laughs> the, the last thing uh, I want you to consider is who's the network you can lean into, right? So who are the people that are maybe doing something similar or succeeding in business that you can ask questions to and lean on? Who are people you admire from afar? And maybe it's uh, studying what they put out there, whether it's their service or whether it's the stories they tell through social or podcasts and books, you know, if they're putting out video content, just like who can you study as well, or who are people that you want to develop relationships with uh, and that kind of thing. So, you know, just like leadership, right? Isolation is the number one enemy of excellence. Same thing with building something special, whether it's a school or whether it's a business, you don't have to do it alone. So be intentional about who you connect with as you embark on this journey too. Well, that's what I got you for. (laughs) <laughs> that's right. So <laughs> it's good having friendships. Absolutely. Yeah. Relationships and friendships. I mean, this is, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today. And uh, the relationships I've built and the networks I've built have opened up so many doors. The entrepreneur thing happened. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's something you join in the future. It's already gone through my mind. Yeah. That's something I bounce around. And I didn't, I didn't, um, here's a real quick story for you and the ruckus maker listening. So I get on a call with the superintendent and I 
have that call because I just want to get to know him and I want to get to know his district. Literally, that was the agenda. And we're just talking and he's telling me great stories and I'm really enjoying the conversation, learning so much. And then he goes, Danny, four o'clock doesn't work for me. And I'm thinking, why is he telling me four o'clock doesn't work? He goes, eight o'clock would work later in the day or morning time would work. And I go, oh my gosh, he wants a community too, right? Here's a superintendent who leads a, a top performing district in his state who also feels isolated. And what he, what he told me, and this is another uh, a golden nugget for you building a business and for school leaders, people will reveal what they need and why they need it. And then that becomes a part of your story, you know, because again, people see themselves in the stories you tell. He says, for a superintendent, the learning stops. I have my doctorate. Okay. There's no more education I can do. Uh, There's one organization for me, the AASA, who has one conference for me. And that happens once a year, right? If it's not those things, I have to be incredibly intentional to build a powerful network to continue to learn. It's all on me, right? And I need this. So if you form a group, I'll continue to learn. I'll be around other innovative superintendents who want to make a ruckus in education. And I need this. So I said, great. When do you want to meet? And now I have an inner circle. And by the time this goes live, we've been meeting for a month. But uh, our first meeting is October 17th. And so it's just, it's having your ear to the ground, hearing what people need. And identifying, is that a way you can serve? And then if it is, serve it up. And that's one thing I noticed is like your business, like when, so when you and I first started talking, like you were doing a podcast and run the mastermind. And then it's like, every time I turn around, like you have a new piece growing because there's a demand for what you do. And so it's not just getting out there and not just, I want to just develop something that can be sustainable, but I also want to create something that people need. But I noticed that like, as time goes on, that business model could grow and there's a potential for it to go and develop in new areas. And that's what I keep seeing with happening with you is there is that demand. There are those needs and people are asking you for them and you have the ability to keep bringing on new ideas and trying new things. And it seems to be working out really well for you. Thanks. Yeah, for sure, Robin. My superpower is building community and uh, uh, building powerful networks. So I'm just going to keep rolling with that as, as people continue, you know, to ask. And the one thing I want to leave a ruckus maker with is this idea that, you know, leadership is service, or if you're interested in business, that's just solving somebody's challenge, right? And whatever that is. So for uh, this superintendent, he wants to continue growing. And here's the best part. He said, I want to be learning until the day I die. That's the leader I want to work with. Because guess what, Rob? There's leaders who really suck and shouldn't work with me, right? They're just terrible and, and, and they have blind spots and they don't even know they need to grow, right? I don't want to work with them. Do they need a coach? Absolutely. Do they need a mastermind? You better freaking believe it, but I don't want to work with them. I want somebody aware enough that I'm at the top of my game and I want to continue learning because on the other side of it too, there's a lot of people at the top of their game and they don't think they can learn anything new. What are you going to teach me, right? Or what can I learn from you? I'm already the best. I don't want to work with that person either. You know, so it's like, who is that ideal leader that you want to serve? 
leadership and business is, is service and just solving problems. So that's my one big takeaway from uh, uh, the conversation, what I want to leave the listener with. Um, Rob, what was most helpful for you today? Gosh, where do I begin? Um, give me so many great ideas, but really kind of, it was huge for me to like, listen, and like I had an idea in my head, but then the questions you started asking me really kind of helped me start thinking about the who, the what, and the why. Like, who am I going to help? How am I going to help them? How to tell that story and really kind of help draw people in. But then also making sure that I'm looking at different ways to go and separate myself from others because there's a lot of people already doing this type of business. But how do I make myself stand out? How do I make it so I know who I'm looking to serve and how I'm going to serve them? Um, And that's kind of where you were going with that story. And I need to make sure that I understand uh, the questions that you were asking really kind of helped me start developing more ideas because I had myself boxed in. I was only looking at one option. Then like, as you started talking, sharing ideas, like I, I heard myself and I was like, Oh gosh, I, I, I see how I can make that work and how this could really offer some benefits and how this would be sustainable for a business plan moving forward. So for me, there was just a lot of great conversation and the fact that you were really helping draw out the ideas that I need to really kind of think about as I start moving forward. So there's still a lot of planning in place, but like I said, for me, this is a three to five year plan moving forward. So this works out beautifully. I can really start planting these seeds and really start thinking about it deeper. Thanks for listening to the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast, Ruckus Maker. If you have a question or would like to connect, my email, daniel at betterleadersbetterschools.com or hit me up on Twitter at Alien Earbud. If the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is helping you grow as a school leader, then please help us serve more ruckus makers like you. You can subscribe, leave an honest rating and review, or share on social media with your biggest takeaway from the episode. Extra credit for tagging me on Twitter at Alien Earbud and using the hashtag BLBS. Level up your leadership at betterleadersbetterschools.com and talk to you next time. Until then, class dismissed.